never knocking off of my square It's a boss here, we taking you off here This is gold chain warfare, a clean kill Mugs is in the kitchen cooking up mean meals Now let's eat, validated by the best beats Straight from FC where nothing is sugary Medallion is the name cause I shine like jewelry More jewelry We keep it OG, schooly D Your deathbed will be your sooner be If it all comes down, it's just you and me Get ready for some heavy artillery I beat down punks, cut them up in chunks I know the past is the past, but your history sucks Let some real shit happen, get your captain crunch I'm Captain Chunks, and yo, unpass the pump That's what's up, the guy got the master touch And that's what it is One thing's for sure, you can get touched When the gods in the house fake, niggas get rushed I get on, make the shit sound plush Yo, and cats ain't fucking with us, that's what it is Hey guys, it's your boy RJ the Brooklyn Savage And I'm back with another MLW review For December the 23rd of 2020 And it's the Opera Cup Finals To start off the show you got Rich Bokini narrating a video package to hype up the Opera Cup's history, you know, and, of course, mentioning last year's winner, which is Davey Boy Smith Jr. And, yeah. The first match that we got on the card was the Dirty Blondes, the team of Leo Bryan and Mac, uh, Michael Patrick, excuse me, with Aria Blake taking on Ariel Dominguez and Daniel Starling. Uh, my man, Colonel Rob Parker, he wasn't there, man. I was, you know, I was... It's pretty upset that he wasn't there, but it is what it is. Um, it's still his stable. He's still holding it down for the stud stable. Uh, this is a squash showcase match for the Dirty Blondes. Uh, they they won from uh, the Dirty Blondes won with a power slam from off the middle rope and scored the pin, um, which is nice. They need new teams, and I forgot all about the Dirty Blondes. I got to be honest. I know Leo Bryan. He was doing a program with. Um, with Savio Vega last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. It was last year. He did a program with Savio Vega last year for a good bit. And I was wondering where Michael Patrick was. And, you know, they're back. So it's good to see that they're back. And like I said, they need they need a new team to go up against the Von because I'm not really trying to see them go up against um uh uh Team Filthy again. I just I need a break from that for a while. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh, Bokini took and did a, you know, voice recap of, uh, the drama going on between Hammerstone and Max Kruger and, uh, Hammerstone cut a promo in the gym, uh, saying that, you know, Contra, they did something dumb by, you know, putting him on a shelf, but he's been training for a whole month for this matchup. And, you know, Contra just released a monster on him when he was getting ready to, uh, close in on a title shot against Jacob Fatu. And, you know, he said he's going to put down Matt Kruger with a nightmare pendulum at the Kings of Coliseum, which I'm looking forward to. And, uh, yeah, we get we got that for the Kings of Coliseum for the National Open and Weight Championship. Man, I really, I don't know. Hammerstone has had that belt for, <laughs> he's had that belt for a year now, man. Uh, way over a year. So, I don't know. Maybe they, they might do the title change. Um, and also they did some, uh, recap, you know, high-paying Selena De La Renta, um, talking about the arrival of Mil Mortes, and they announced that she will have a big announcement at the Kings of Coliseum. Uh, Alicia Toot interviews low-key, 
in low-key fashion. <laughs> um, then Alicia Toot also ran down the card for Kings of Coliseum. Uh, so Simon Gotch versus Jordan Oliver has been added to the card. Devon Eriks versus the Dirty Blondes for the Tag Team Championships. And MLW has also been added to the card, so that's nice. And we also have uh, Selena DeLorento's big announcement. And Myron Reed versus Leo Rush for the MLW Middleweight Championship. And they've been treating this matchup like a big fight, man. Like you would think that these guys were in a boxing match the way they've been hyping this joint up. Which is a good thing because both of these brothers can go. They both have their style. And it's 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 perfect. I like this clash. I like this matchup. It's going to be really, really good. Myron Reed questioned Leo Rush why he was running for him. And uh, he says uh, Rush needs time to to prepare to face him. And Reed said he just can't let low, uh, I'm about to say low key. He just can't let Leo Rush walk out with the championship. Uh, Alicia Toot was getting ready to hype Hammerstone and Max Kruger, but Max Kruger took a cut to feed and interrupted and gave his own promo. Um, pretty much give it a little, a little glimpse of a uh, back history of uh, himself, and you know and that was that. Then we get the uh, the rankings for um, from PWI, uh, the top ten rankings for MLW. Uh, Calvin Tankman ranked at number ten. Laredo Kid ranked at number nine. ACH ranked at number eight. Matt Kruger. Uh, ranked at number seven, Richard Holiday was sixth. Myron Reed, the MLW middleweight champion, ranked at five. L.A. Park, the Destroyer, ranked at four. Low Key, the Lone Wolf of Brooklyn, ranked at three. Filthy Tom Lalo ranked at two, and Alexander Hammerstone ranked at number one, the National Openweight Champion. Um, and then we get Los Parks. Uh, L.A. Park was, uh, you know, he was lifting weights. <laughs> and they just blasted the dirty blondes for being fat, being fat guys and all this other shit. Like, it was really funny. Like, all the L.A. Park's promos are funny because they're in Spanish, but you read the subtitles and you're like, shit, these are funny. And L.A. Park pretty much said, he pretty much threatened MLW if they don't get the tag team, uh, if they don't get championship shots, period. Uh, the opportunities that they deserved that they would retire and leave and go back to Mexico, which, you know, that L.A. Park, don't threaten me, man. Come on. Big fan. Uh, his sons, not not so much, but I like L.A. Park a whole lot, though. Um, L.A. Park is great. Like, I questioned his push when they were just having him. He was beating Pentagon. He was beating everybody. I'm like, well, wait a minute here. Is Pentagon the veteran here? Or is L.A. Park... <laughs> I said, man, that young Gohart in L.A. Park is just running through the whole roster like a hot knife going through butter. <laughs> he's beating all the young guys left and right. But, you know, he's still here two years later, and a lot of those young guys have gone on to, you know, the WWE or AEW and other places. So looking back on it now, it's not such a bad thing. Um, and then we get the final of the Opera Cup. Filthy Tom Lawler with Team Filthy in his corner. And... He went up against Loki, the lone wolf of Brooklyn, with the Von Erics in his corner. Um, man, I'm just go ahead and say right off the bat, this is a good match. Like, here's the thing: this might not be a lot of people's cup of tea. If you're, if you are somebody that likes Crash Bang Wrestling, or if you like a WWE style of wrestling, you probably won't like this match. But if you like 
uh, submissions, ground and pound. If you like that kind of wrestling, technical wrestling straight up, you're going to like this matchup. Um, they went back and forth for a long period of time. And up until Lawler uh, started going at the low-key's lead, uh, started going at his knee. And, um, yeah, man, they were really, 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 really uh, just laying it in with the holds, man. Like, it was really good stuff, and they were switching around each other. And like I said, Lala got the upper hand once he started going out to Loki's knee. And, <clears throat> like, they was bringing up interesting uh, little tidbits in the matchup. Like, they were questioning whether Tom Lala was focused or not. Because of the fact that he's been <laughs> he's been wrestling in these uh, short denim esque booty shorts <laughs> ever since they uh, MLW's been back, so they've been questioning whether Tom Lawler's been taking all this stuff seriously. But he's uh you know he's laying it thick on low key here. He's working on his knee. He's working on his shoulder. Um, the low key he fired back after a while and uh, came for a comeback, but then. Just fucking Tom Lawler caught him in midair, like in mid jump. I think he was going for the uh, for the kick that he does in the corner where he does a cartwheel, and I think he was going for that. But Tom Lawler just caught him in mid air with a urinagi that just bounced Loki's ass across the ring. And I'm like, holy shit! And um, they were really they were really going back and forth at this point. Uh, Tom Lawler went for a naked a rear naked choke, and Loki fought it off. Loki hit a key crusher, um, but he was too close to the ropes. And plus, the you know, the knee was bothering him a little bit. And uh, pretty much a lucky break for Tom Lawler. Uh, Loki, you know, sold his knee because he, you know, kind of jammed a little bit on the key crush. And he hit the John Woo uh, drop kick on Tom Lawler. The referee went up to Tom Lawler and asked if he wanted to give up for some weird reason. And then Loki hit the running, uh, the rolling capital kick in the corner. But Tom Lawler on top of him getting the pin one two three and uh tom lawler filthy tom lawler is the 2020 opera cup winner as i predicted now it didn't go down exactly as i predicted it last week but it went down nonetheless tom lawler is man the dude's great like i said man when they turned him heel last year i was kind of you know i was like man they ain't got nobody to really take that spot that's going to be with them for for the long haul but, you know, Hammerstone, they're, they're investing in Hammerstone. So that ain't a bad replacement at all. So, and I think Hammerstone, he's got that, I don't want to compare him to Hogan, but he's got that Hogan-esque type aura to him where, you know, he's a big guy. He loves America, plays, plays guitar tunes. He's charismatic and he can go in the ring, something that Hogan, you know, got a problem with doing. But anyways, I digress. Um, and they were just replaying the, the controversial so to speak, nature that Tom Lawler won the matchup. And uh, that's pretty much it. They were hyping up the, the Kings of Coliseum event for the sixth. And, yeah, like I said, that's pretty much it. Uh, like I said all the time, and I'll continue to say it, it's a real easy watch. If you got just an hour to spare, put on some MLW, man. You can't go wrong with it at all. I know it's too much wrestling out there for people to really catch, but, like, you – you you should definitely check this out. Um, they do shit that really doesn't insult your intelligence like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't do any weird shit like that. Just put on good matches, tell decent stories, decent and believable stories. 
and that's it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that covers up the review part of the podcast this week. Um, I put on Twitter earlier. Uh, you know, I started a Twitter thread. Yeah, I started a Twitter thread earlier uh, for a Q and A. I uh, wanted to do something a little, a little special for you know Christmas and stuff like that. You know, let you guys be interactive and and stuff like that. So I'm gonna get through some of these questions right here. I got a few, not that many, but quite a few. Um, so I'm gonna go straight up from the top. My man Deuce, Deuce, my boy Danny, two times. My ride or die, my dog. So he asked, Mandy Rose or Lana? Lana. No, 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 no. Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Uh, you know, yeah, Mandy. Mandy looks better than Lana. Or uh, well, she at least she's my preference. You know, that's it. Um, uh, do uh, Dylan, my boy Dylan. You know what I'm saying? My dog. Dylan asked. Who would you love to see go to AEW in 2021? You know who I would love to see in AEW, man? Because he he fits what they would do perfectly, what they do over there, and how much they let their guys go loose. Fucking Super Dragon. Like, I would love to see Super Dragon go to AEW, man. I think he would kill it. You could put him with the Yum but I mean, you could do so much with Super Dragon. And if you know, then you know about Super Dragon because... This dude, this fucking guy is brutal. <laughs> and I want to see somebody get a fucking psycho driver. I want I want him to grab Marco's stunt and give him a fucking psycho driver. Like, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, just, just thinking about it, like, you know. Whew. Come on, man. Come on, young bucks. Give Super Dragon a phone call. And if Super Dragon ain't picking up, Super Dragon, go to AEW. Please, please. I'm begging you. I want to see you on TV. Wrestling, I mean, I don't know if you, you really want to go every week, but, like, you just being on AEW, man, that would be dope, man. Excalibur's over there. Why not Why not have you over there, too, man? I think that'd be dope. I love Super Dragon. Super Dragon. That's my dog, man. When them lights go off in PWG, oh, shit, son. You know somebody about to get a, a face curve stomped into the ground, or somebody's about to get a psycho driver. That's my dog, Super Dragon. Love that dude. My son Dax, <laughs> he asked, where do you see your sorry-ass Knicks going this year? Ah, shit. <laughs> and then he also asked, who would you pick to break out in AEW and in WWE in 2021? Well, <clears throat> as far as your first question goes, my dear my dear boy, um, the Knicks, you know what? Realistically, I see us winning like 20-something games this year. Which, you know what, given the limited schedule and the weak Eastern Conference, that could still mean we can make the playoffs. So I ain't wanting to complain. And look, we got some growing pains. You got a lot of young guys. We ain't got a nigga on the team that's over 30. So that goes to show you how young we are. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. You got R.J. Barrett, O.P. Toppin, Kevin Knox, Frank Neal Aquina, Dennis Smith Jr. We got a lot of guys that's still trying to figure it all out. Hell, Julius Randle's still trying to figure it out. So I'm not expecting too much, but I just want my guys to go out there and show some fire and some, you know, go out there and compete. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them get blown off the court no more, man. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that and guys pounding on the bench and, and shit like that. Like, I want to see my guys compete. 
Because at least if I know you're giving it effort and you're going out there and competing, that's better than anything, man. Now, R.J. Barrett showed me something last night, man. Like, he – R.J. Barrett, man, I got high hopes for that kid. And it's not an R.J. thing either, by the way. It's just that I believe a whole lot in that kid. And as far as who would I pick to break out in WWE and in AEW, my personal picks, um, Wardlow for, from AEW, I think that that guy is going to be something special. I was impressed with uh, some of the matches he had this year. And he's a beast. He's a beast. And he's a guy that I can see definitely breaking out next year and having a nice year in AEW. And as far as WWE goes, um, who's going to break out? Uh, WWE breakout. Um, Assuming that they don't go lazy with her and slap her in another tag team, I can see Sonya Deville breaking out when she comes back. Because Sonya Deville was lighting it up on the mic. The matches with her were, were decent and stuff like that. You know, they were, you, you could tell where she improved a lot and everything like that. So I, I think, like I said, assuming they don't go the lazy route and slap her in a tag team with somebody else, I can see uh, Sonya Deville breaking out next year. My boy Maverick, the Irish Iron Man, you know what I'm saying? One of the, the founder fathers of the dragon. He asked, who in your opinion should win the Royal Rumble matches this year? Um, Biggie, for reasons I explained a whole lot more in, in depth before, and uh, Bianca Belair, you know, I, I think no, look, no horsewomen, that means no Becky, no Bailey, no Sasha, no Charlotte, and no Oscar. I ain't trying to have none of that. I ain't trying to have none of that. We need somebody new. The Royal Rumble is supposed to let us know as fans that somebody's on the come up. Just like the King of the Ring was back in the day. In my opinion, that's how I viewed it. When you won the Intercontinental title, when you won the U.S. title, more so the Intercontinental title, the King of the Ring, or Royal Rumble, that, or even the Money in the Bank, even though they pretty much shit on that the last couple of years. Um, that lets me That let me know as a viewer that holy shit, this guy's on the come up. He's about to win the title. And now, you know, you're giving it to women too now. This chick is on the come up. This woman is is about to go for the big one. So they got to make new stars. They got to do it now. So me, myself personally, I would like to see Bianca Belair get this. That's somebody new. Big E is another person that's new to win it. Drew McIntyre, they gave it to somebody different last year and Drew McIntyre, which I was happy with. And everything like that. And he went on to win the title two times this year, which is great. That he's a new guy that they're building up. And Drew has had a, a kick-ass year. And, you know, no complaints with that whatsoever. But I, I was mad when Charlotte won the Royal Rumble. Once again, I don't hate Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is an excellent wrestler, great performer. Overall, she has that aura, very statuesque. Charlotte Flair is somebody. You know what I'm saying? But we need somebody different for the women. And they have to start with the Royal Rumble. And I think that Bianca Belair can be that woman to take that honor and run with it. So my picks, Biggie and Bianca Belair. <clears throat> Who is walking out of Wrestle Kingdom 15 as a world champion and intercontinental champion? And who's going to win between Osprey and Okada? Uh, and this is my nephew, the Joshi God, Mr. Isaiah, a.k.a. Jackson. Asking this question, by the way. Um, 
You know me. Hey, me and you, LIJ boys. You know what I'm saying? I want Naito to, to walk out, but sadly, I don't see that happening. Jay White, man. <laughs> That's all I got to say is Jay fucking White, man. And who's going to win between Osprey and Okada? Well, Okada's got kind of got to get his, right? Because Osprey and, 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 and the Empire, they've been making him look like a jackass the last couple of encounters they've had, right? So Okada's kind of got to get his comeuppance. So I, I think that Okada's going to take it. Uh-oh, Lil Sky. Skyler asked, how did, how did you become a Becky G fan? Oh, God. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so my little sister, you know, is a big fan of Disney Channel and stuff like that. Like, I was, too, when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, I loved Disney Channel. You know what I'm saying? Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. You know, up and through middle school, like every day after school was like Disney Channel, Toon Disney, or Cartoon Network. You know, um, so fast forward years later, you know that I'm, you know, a grown adult male, but I'm just hearing like my sister just enjoying that stuff too. And Becky G had a couple, you know, highlight. They have some of the kids singing and doing music videos and stuff like that. So you know, I seen her, I seen one of the videos. I forgot which one it was of her. And I was like, man, I like that chick, like, you know, and so she did her version of, um, uh, you know, uh, Jenny from the block, you know, Becky from the block. And I was like, damn, like, that's dope. And she just had that. I'm like, damn, she's a Disney Channel chick. But she had that that street aura to her, you know what I'm saying? And she didn't shy away from her Latina heritage, you know what I'm saying? So I respect that a whole lot. So, you know, I started checking out her music and stuff like that. And she's got some she's got some catchy tones. Shower. Um, can't stop dancing. That's one of my, that's one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's definitely how I became a Becky G fan. Just my sister playing music and just catch it caught my eye one day, and I was like, damn, like I got to check out some more of this girl's stuff. And she's she's good. She's good. I like Becky G. Um, my boy EKO asked, what match would you have main event WrestleMania? Big E and Roman Reigns, man. Big E and Roman Reigns. Here's the thing. WWE could tell a big in-depth story if they wanted to with this matchup. I mean, come on. Think about it. Big E and Roman Reigns. They both started wrestling, started training and wrestling around the same time. Um, Big E and them both came to FCW around 2009, 2010-ish. And like if the story just fit, they started around the same time. They got big around the same time. They debuted on the main roster around the same time. Big E was a big fixture in NXT. Uh, with the five-count gimmick, he, he was the first African-American champion, uh, the first African-American NXT champion. And he was the second-ever NXT champion in, in general. Yeah, Roman Reigns, he pretty much bypassed NXT. He had a, he had a little program stewing up there with Brian. Um, I said Brian. Byron Saxton there. But, you know, he got called up to do the Shield stuff instead. And, you know, and Big E was still holding it down, being the NXT champion while he was doing um, the bodyguard stuff for Dolph Ziggler and AJ. Um, so they, their their careers, like, they can tell such a big in-depth story. And if you want, they can add typical WWE fluff. Oh, uh, me and you were both supposed to be, the, the you know, the, the future, but you wanted to twerk and shake ass while I was winning championships and shit like that. Like, they can add their own different fluff to it. Like, they can really make this a big fight feel if they really wanted to. I'm telling you, it's right there. Use the material. And with Paul Heyman right there, 
there's no way in the world this can't be a main event match for WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. No to Goldberg. No to The Rock. I love Rock. Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, as far as superstar, charisma, wrestling, his unselfishness, his work ethic, his grit, determination, his passion, The Rock is up there. One of my goats. But I do not want to see him versus Roman Reigns. Not, not at WrestleMania. I'm going to need something different for WrestleMania. Big E and Roman Reigns is that different that I want. And yeah, sure. Well, never mind. I, I, I can't even finish what I was going to say because it was a spoiler. But <laughs> Big E's doing what he's doing right now. And Roman Reigns is doing what he's doing right now. But it's not too late. It's not too late, WWE. Come on. Come on. So, yeah, if I had my wish and had my choice, that would be a main event match for WrestleMania. Big E versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. My boy Adam Brown, a.k.a. the Emperor, asked, uh, well, he says, I'm an avid wrestler fan and I'm about to start watching MLW. What should I be expected as a first-time watcher? Well, I'll tell you this. MLW is an easy watch, <laughs> as I've said previously before. It's an easy watch. Um, with MLW Fusion, you're going to get a lot of styles, hence the name Fusion. You're going to get your strong style. You're going to get your, your technical wrestling, your submission specialist type stuff. You're going to get your Lucha Libre. Your, if you like Crash Bang Wrestling, you know, flips and flops, you're going to get that. If you like uh, hardcore wrestling, even though Mance Warner's gone and Jimmy Havoc is gone, um, so I don't know who's going to take up the mantle as far as hardcore wrestling goes, but they have it all. They have it all. No no bullshit storylines. A lot of the stuff makes sense. They find ways to tie loose ends off nicely. Um, and it's just, just a lot of guys who know who they are. Uh, you might be impressed with more guys than not, but that's with every company. So I, I think that there's something in it for everybody is what I'm trying to say. Like I said, you know, you you, you like flips and flops, you got that. You like neutral labor, you got that. Technical wrestling, submission wrestling, it's something for everybody. So that's 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 all I have to say about that, man. But I you should definitely check it out. And if you want to, you can start from the beginning and see how a lot of guys have grown, too. Uh, they have it all on YouTube, man. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, and then my boy, Zachary Hex, a.k.a. Zachariah, he asked, what's my favorite Juice song? Well, I got three. Um, Lucid Dreams, one of my favorites. Uh, and Bandit with uh, NBA Youngboy. And uh, the third... Is an unreleased song that maybe a lot of people have not heard, but his Scarface song, I love that song. Woke up, dropped a pill, in my OJ. Like I love that song, man. That's a that's a deep song right there, man. And Juice World, man, the dude was just deep, man. He had a lot of deep, deep meaning to a lot of his songs, man. And I think that's why he touched a lot of people so much. Like you can resonate with it sometimes. Now I'm not all for, um. How can I say this in a word in a way that doesn't sound desensitive to mental health? Like I'm not all for people gimmicking up being depressed, if that makes sense. Like thinking like they're depressed to reach out to depressed people and stuff like that. Or reaching out to people who suffer with mental illness. Now I'm not I'm not a fan of shelling that out there, but if you really are going through those problems and you share that with music and stuff like that, or any type of artistry. Like, I'm for it. That's cool. That's fine. And, you know, he touched a lot of people with his music, man. And I was definitely one of them. And, I, and you could feel it. With certain people, you can kind of be like, ah, he's just faking. But with Juice World, I felt it. Like, Jumex. I like Jumex, but 
Jumex, man, he's he's all gimmick when it comes to being depressed and everything like that. And that's the kind of stuff that I hate. You know, I don't like that at all. Um, but yeah, definitely. Those are my three favorite uh, Young Boy songs or three favorite Juice World songs. Uh, Bandit, uh, Lucid Dreams and Scarface. Uh, Juice World, rest in peace, man. But uh, that's all the questions that I have. Um, that was fun to get through some questions and help get my mind off a lot of different things. Um, most of you guys know that my cousin Tim passed away yesterday, um, and it was pretty pretty much a sad day. Um, but me and a lot of my family members, uh, especially the younger cousins that uh, that I grew up with and that we all grew up around each other, uh, went to church together, um, stayed around each other, and went to the same schools and stuff like that. So um, we we all just decided that hey, like let's not be too sad. You know, of course it's gonna hurt that he's gone, but Let's live in his honor. And I was like, you know what? I'm with that. Let's live in his honor. So rest in peace, Tim. I love you um, forever in our hearts. And um, yeah, Uh, this is your boy, RJ the Brooklyn Savage. And I'm out. Peace. Sound the battle call. Never knock me off of my square It's a boss here, we taking you off here This is gold chain warfare, a clean kill Mugs is in the kitchen cooking up mean meals Now let's eat, validated by the best beats Straight from FC where nothing is sugary Medallion is the name cause I shine like jewelry More jewelry, we keep it OG, schooly D Your deathbed will be your soon to be If it all comes down, it's just you and me Get ready for some heavy artillery I beat down punks, cut them up in chunks I know the past is the past, but your history sucks Let some real shit happen, get your captain crunch I'm Captain Chunks, hey yo, um, pass the pump That's what's up, the guy got the master touch And that's what it is one thing's for sure, you can get touched When the gods in the house fake niggas get rushed I get on, make the shit sound plush Yo, and cats ain't fucking with us That's what it is Soldiers, march I mutilate MCs with multi-metaphors, the microphone predator, hit a set of war, a fucking rock star, I'm nothing political, got fans hypnotized like a Nazi general, it's a two-shot kill with the Dillinger, the fire from the iron got you losing your minerals, now watch me take this to the pinnacle, make a masterpiece and split the percentages, till I finish this, popular screen, my option to be, going gold and copping the key, it's the deal of the century, I'm halfway home, drop top Rome, hopping out, covering the stones, the money varies, politicking with the honey berry. Lights out in the bathroom, a good game of Bloody Mary. Everything I write is legendary. Vegetarian, no lamb or ham, or chicken or turkey or hamburger. Fucking with me, the suicide self-murder. We bringing it back to what we call hip-hop. And what I meant to jam, Master J and Pop. You say that you hot, I say that you not. I'm spraying some shots, even if you stay on the block.